The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can with Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be and give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. Yes! Well, this I'll part. Nice. Thank you. This part of Keys to Riches Radio, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, your hostess with the Financial Mostess, and I am flanked by my maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, 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 folks. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. Uh, Mr. Oh, maestro? The um, key? The key for this week is... Um, uh, no seasonal exceptions. Very good. We are in our eighth key and our keys to riches, financial philosophy. And then we also have a fabulous moolah award of the day. And it is a type of accounting record that we'll get into. Hmm. So, uh, and it, one, it has to do with chronological order. Those are your hints. So you can think about what that is. You, being the musical maestro mm. aficionado, probably don't use this. But you can use that. There's technology can help you create this if you have bookkeeping uh, software. I, I, well, no, I don't have bookkeeping software. I just sort of create my own stuff. Okay, well, we'll see if you're using this particular type of stuff that's when we good, get to the Moolah That's a great word. idea, and I got my iPad handy so we can check it out. Yay. And so we have an interesting, um, uh, the money drama. Oh. Yeah, so, oh. Um, so our money drama for this week's key has to do with celebrations. Oh, well, yep, that makes sense. Yes, and uh, so it's quite the um, misunderstood Celebration. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about misunderstandings and celebrations or what the point of them are. Uh, so we'll talk about that on this week's Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. So first off, uh, how about a moolah word of the day? Okay. So our moolah word of the day is journal. Oh. And a journal is an accounting record where all business transactions are originally entered. A journal details which transactions occurred and what accounts are affected. A journal entry is usually recorded in chronological order, meaning how it goes in and out, and using the double entry method of bookkeeping. So you would put it in this general journal, 
That's what they call them. And then based on which accounts get affected, like if it's a business checking account or a personal savings account or an investment account or a, an accounts payable or accounts receivable, it will then be entered solely in that section containing only those entries for that particular account. You talking about like iBank and Quicken? Well, that is what I was talking about that takes and automatically does it for you. You can slurp your stuff over from your uh, online banking Mm -hmm. directly into your financial accounting software. But back in the day... And to an extent, I still do this a bit by hand. Um, and in, and when you first start the keys and we start doing the different things like answering our three questions and five areas of concern, one of those has to do with cash flow. And our 30-day savings and spending tracker that we learned how to use in Break the Budget um, in our seventh key, uh, the thing that we have to pay attention to is not getting so close to the mic. No, you're good. No, you're good. You're <laughs> oh, was I good? Yeah, you just need to. Talk more directly. The diaphragm is on the end there. Okay, but I'm trying to face you too because I'm really trying to talk to you, not the microphone. There you go. There you go. That's good. So as I was saying. You're talking about a, are you talking about like a a, a check, like in your checkbook? Similar you to a, a check register. A register. Yes. Okay. So that's a type of financial journal. So it's, it's as you spend it. So, you know, uh, if you, you know, reconcile daily, Mm -hmm. then everything that you spent today, you'll enter in and attribute it to its correct account. So it's it's a part of a double entry method. So you can look at like the savings and spending tracker. That's your general journal. If you've downloaded that at our keystoriches.com website and it tracks your spending for 30 days. And so every day it's got a slot for you to enter in your expenditures. And we use that for a specific reason. And, and we don't necessarily do the double entry method. We don't worry about assigning it to another account because that doesn't really serve our needs for the purpose of fulfilling the break the budget key, which we did last week. And that's about, we are looking for when things occur. Mm Mm-hmm when we do our break the budget key. So this key uh, for this show is uh, we're talking about no seasonal exceptions. So we're taking last week's key a step further. But the, but the point is in the, the accounting, um, you have all of every expenditure and every income that comes in all aggregated in one general journal. And if you think about what a journal is, is it's a daily accounting of your life, or in this case, financial life. And it does tell you a great story when you download it, if, you, if you're into downloading. But you know, we always do the savings and spending tracker to determine our cash flow on a 30-day month basis. And I like to do it by hand until people get versed and understand what they're doing wrong and what they could do better and fix those problems. It's best to do it by hand because there's this part of ideomotor response that goes on when we handwrite things. We bypass our critical filter. So what we're handwriting in skips that curmudgeon part of our brain that says, you know, when you say, oh, like in an affirmation, I'm great at managing my money. And and your curmudgeon says, oh, no, you're not. Yeah. (laughs) What makes you think so? You grew up poor. You're not good at managing money. How dare you think that you could be good at something like this? That's ridiculous. You don't know anything about money or math. And so you can bypass that critical filter and supplant good stuff by 
taking care of managing your money. And it kind of goes with that adage. If you watch your pennies, the dollars will take care of themselves. So you got to micromanage at first, but not for the sake of micromanaging. And it's not for the sake of seeing how, how much you can save or not spend. Because that's not the purpose of the exercise. The purpose of the exercise is to retrain your brain to be paying attention to when things go out. Because there's no way to get around spending. Every day, you have to make an expenditure of some sort. Yeah. Okay? You get up and you flip on the lights, all right, when you start your day. Right. So you're spending money the millisecond you get up. So the point is, is what is driving the behavior that's that's on the outgo. And that's what we look for in that key. So in today's key, it kind of, you know, folds over nicely because today's key can help ruin any savings and spending plan we've set forth if we're not careful. And so that's the point of this week's key. But that's the moolah word of the day is journal or, you know, uh, general journal is what it's also known by. And for us at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation, it's known as our savings and spending tracker. And that's what we use. And and it's, by the way, uh, this is total bonus, not included in the price of today's show. But the savings and spending tracker is specifically named so because you should save first and then spend later. So that's why savings comes first. Yeah, and nobody does that. Is, yes, it's, it is rare yeah. that people do that. Uh, but there's a lot of great ways that we can outfox ourselves, and that's the point of this show. It's not that that you uh, need to learn how to spend less and save more because you already know that, but we're going to show you how to outfox your own biology uh, to be able to do that better. And that's where this week's key comes in. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to uh, uh, the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I keep forgetting that it's its own show. (laughs) (laughs) I need to change the mic flags here to have it also say Keys to Riches Radio. So I've got Unlock Your Wealth here, but I need to do Keys to Riches Radio. So when I look at it, I can turn it to the show that I'm on for the day. (laughs) I can remember. Great idea. Uh, So um, thank goodness for vinyl stickers. Hey, we'll just peel these right off. So- uh, for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome to Keys to Riches Radio. We are so glad to have you stop by. Hopefully, you will gain value out of this. So to get a broad understanding of what we do, the Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit eliminate debt, save and invest all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one key at a time, one week at a time here at the Keys to Riches Radio. And this week's key is our eighth key. So we're closing upon the magical baker's dozen of 13 here shortly. And we are firmly entrenched now. We've gone through most of the three questions and five areas of concern. Uh, and we've learned how to identify our hangups when it comes to spending last week. And what we're doing now is we're going to reinforce that by um, fortifying our willpower with this key. And this key is called No Seasonal Exceptions because the biggest hindrance to us getting ahead and we can have the best laid plans. And let me just tell you, if you've been with us since the beginning of the season, you need to pat yourself on the back because you've done a heck of a lot of work to get to this point. 
Okay. So you are heavily invested because you've planned for the future. You've identified what you know about money management. You've either learned what you didn't know, but need to know or delegated those to professionals. And now you've learned how to identify what your hangups are and make a plan to overcome those by creating a healthy savings and spending plan. And so all it takes is one special event to throw everything out of whack. And then the tendency is that all hope is lost and then we scrap our plans for success. But this is what sets our key or our financial philosophy apart from the rest. Because this key, coupled with our practicing the three R's key that's coming up, is what gives us the tools we need to succeed when we need to succeed. And that is uh, in our weakest moments. So if you have uh, ever had somebody in your life that has had a special occasion, religious holiday, uh, or another spiritual holiday, uh, a significant life event, you know, like a birth, um, a graduation, um, retirement, you name it. The list goes on and on. Bar bat mitzvahs, quinceañeras, all sorts of things. There are many, many events that happen to us that we can, that are cause for celebration. Uh, and commemorating those events is a big deal. Okay. Um, but we tend to go overboard many times and we do it without a whole lot of forethought or planning. And why is that? Because we're not exercising our fifth key, which is what? Uh, uh, T A K. Oh, Take, um, oh, jeez. Take emotion out of the picture. There you go. I knew you had it in you. Just had to give you a second. Uh, Yes, so we are not using our rational, reasonable mind, and we're making irrational decisions because we can't access Logic Larry in our information model of processing. Uh, So what happens is we respond emotionally, instead of intellectually to events. And so we first have to understand about giving, okay? So what nobody wants to admit, I think, uh, is that giving is never about the recipient. It's always about the giver. So think about this. When somebody gives, if they're giving for the right reason, they're giving because they want to recognize or commemorate a special occasion. They perhaps want to be remembered. Uh, They may want to pay it forward. They may want to elicit the affections or attentions of another by showering them with gifts. All of these things are legitimate. All of these things are okay as long as the giver is not expecting something in return. There's, And we'll address that in right. a minute. But if we're giving for the right reasons, giving is never about the recipient. It's about the giver, okay? You know, when, you know, your crazy Aunt Jane knits you the most heinous sweater in the world, she's doing it because she wants she wants to keep you warm meaning her specifically keep you warm with that sweater. She wants you to knock out the latest style 30 years later and be a trendsetter. (laughs) She's, whatever it is, 
you know, uh, she wants to recognize your event. She wants to kn- you to know that she remembered by giving you something. And uh, she wants to be validated by getting thank yous, gratitude, and seeing you wear it, no matter how heinous it is. Yeah. All right. So that's one example of giving, and that's why people give. Think about when you give for the right reasons, why do you give? Are you giving because you want to make somebody else happy? You want to receive praise? It's okay. That's why we give because it feels good. It's okay. Being, you know, involved in your own ethical self-interest is more than okay. It's what we should be doing. We should be doing things that benefit us. And by giving, that's a benefit to us. Make no mistake. It's never about the recipient. So let's flip this over for a minute. And so think about the people in your lives, and maybe this might even be you, that you never receive, okay? You're always on the giving end. You're worn out. You're the martyr. Or you might know somebody who is. And this is somebody that's in trouble. Because if you cannot receive, you should not be giving. Okay. If you cannot receive, you should not be giving. And if you are one of those people that refuses to receive under the auspices of whatever, and we'll talk about that in a second, and then you question why life always deals you a raw deal, it's because you're not paying attention to the gifts around you and the gifts that people are trying to give you, but you refuse to accept. So when you ask the universe, for wealth and abundance, you get it in many forms, okay? And if you deny your ability to receive or don't exercise that capacity because it's there, then you cannot, by definition, be a gracious giver. Think about this in these terms. If you are a pitcher of water and you have a cup for a spouse, You have a cup for each kid. You have a cup for your job, a cup for school, a cup for your spirituality, a cup for your social and charitable endeavors. You have all these cups around you. And if you pour off a little of your water into each of these cups, this could be your time, your money, your efforts, whatever it is, okay, your stuff. You're giving resources away every time. So you pour a little off the pitcher, pour a little off the pitcher. If you refuse to refill the pitcher, you cannot be an effective giver. Because at some point, what's going to happen? The pitcher's going to run out. And then how are you going to refill the pitcher? If you do not allow yourself to receive now and again, You're never going to prosper because your prosperity comes in your ability to create Mm -hmm. and your ability to receive, whether it's help from another person, whether it's stuff from another person or money from the profit of your investments or your business, okay, or your paycheck. I mean, you wouldn't go to work for free and do what you do, not expecting a paycheck, right? Right. I mean, because if you do that, that's called volunteerism. Yeah. That's not your job. So you expect to receive in certain areas, and you have to get congruent with this because your body knows the difference. Your biology is very aware of what your motivations are. Even though you may not consciously be aware of what your motivations are, your body knows. 
what's going on. And the people that fail to receive are people that have either been taught that it's not okay. Like if you came from a poor, big family and everybody had to share, and if you went for that second helping of mashed potatoes, you were chastised and berated for wanting too much, Mm. or you don't feel worthy of the gift, or you feel obligated, all of that, we need to table those emotions and those responses because that's programmed behavior. That's not how you're wired. You're wired to be out for your own self-interest and you should be because if you don't take care of you, who will? Okay. And if somebody is offering you a handout or a hand up, and as long as it's in your ethical self-interest, and there's only one exception to this rule that I'll give you in a moment, and that has to do with romance, you should accept it. Because this is the universe in its own way showing you how to build wealth because you've got to be able to receive it. And abundance comes in all kinds of different forms. And it starts with little things. Somebody offering you to do a favor. Hey, you know what? I'll stop by and pick up your kids. I got to pick up my kids on the way home. I'll grab your kids too Mm -hmm. and drop them off for you. Nothing like it. Yeah. But what do you do? No, no, never mind. Because why? Because you don't want to feel obligated to pick up their kids? That's not why they're doing it. Yeah. So most people have a personal self-interest for gratitude. Gratitude is why people do things. If people are doing things to gain favor or gain, you know, reciprocity, then they're giving for the wrong reasons. And it's okay at that point if you decide, I don't want to accept it. But most people aren't out for that. You know, there are people that give to get and you got to watch out for that, especially in the romantic department. And uh, I used to write an etiquette column. And one of the toughest things is men um, or women who lavish other people with gifts and the person knows they're not interested romantically, platonically or whatever in this other person. But they politely and quietly accept these gifts, trying to, quote, let the person down easy, unquote. And that is more damaging and actually rude and mean because what you're doing every time you accept a gift like that is that you're setting up false hope that you're interested in that person. And the best thing that you can do is to deny the gift and be honest with the person and say, I'm glad you feel this way about me. However, I do not feel this way about you. And it would be inappropriate for me to accept this gift from you to create any impression Because that's a person who's giving to get. Yeah, right. And it's somebody that you need to be aware of and they should be on your radar because those are the people that become stalkers and crazies. And women are just as crazy or more so as men when it comes to the stalking department. You know, it makes me think of this meme that I saw the other day and it was really funny. The meme was, it says, how about, hi, thanks for breakfast in bed. Not why are you responding with all of this? How did you get in my house? (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean this is a delusional kind of meme but it but it illustrates the point you are listening to the keys to riches powered by unlock your wealth radio and this segment is sponsored in part by keepmyid.org the only service that actually prevents identity theft all others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Keys to Riches radio listeners by visiting our website at keystoriches.com forward slash keep my ID and click on the link to protect your financial future right now. Remember to use the promo code WAGS. So we're talking about 
this um, giving and getting. So if we're giving for the right reasons, meaning that we just want somebody um, to, to, we would just want to recognize somebody and we're, we're not looking for anything but gratitude. Most people, when they give, that's all they want is gratitude. They want to be acknowledged for their recognition. Mm-hmm. And when people invite you places or give you gifts, they're giving it their level of giving. Just because somebody buys a gift that you clearly could not reciprocate tit for tat on doesn't mean you shouldn't accept it. Because that's your personal evaluation of your self-worth. And you're insulting the person who clearly values you at a higher level than you value yourself. And unless they're giving you an expensive gift because they're trying to manipulate you, like I had a girlfriend that would do that back in the day. She'd always buy me these things that were out of her price range. But for some reason, she had it in her head that she had to do that. And then she would like consequently try to stick me with things. Well, remember I bought you that nice gift? And I'm like, yeah, but I thought it was a gift. And she goes, well, no. Well, it was a gift, but now it's your turn to do something nice to me, for me. And I'm like, but I don't want to do what you're asking me to do. <laughs> and I certainly can't do it at that level. Oh, come on. I know you make money. And I'm like, it doesn't matter what I make. Yeah. You don't know my financial obligations. And I'm not prepared to make and, and I said, if reciprocity was a requirement, I wouldn't have accepted your gift. And I'm like, that's not why you should give. You should give because you want the satisfaction of making somebody happy, getting the gratitude right. and the thanks. Sure. You know, and so she was a tough cookie, you I know bet. what I mean, um, to deal with. Um, so, yeah. Um, and so so you want to avoid situations like that. But when people invite you to their party or their wedding, and weddings are a tough one because yeah. there's this – perception of value that if you go to a wedding that you should buy a gift and give a gift at approximately a hundred to two hundred dollars per person like that's like this some understated kind of value because they're gonna have to pay 30 bucks a head for the people if they have a big formal spread and stuff like that uh but When people invite you, if they sincerely want you to attend their event and commemorate their event, they're not after your presence in the ENTS sense. They're after your presence in the ENCE sense. And so it's about being a part of the experience, not about how fancy of a gift that you can bring. And if if you can... Um, have that comfortable of a conversation with someone, they'll tell you that directly. If they're inviting you because they want a swanky present and they know that you're rich and and stuff and and that it's a manipulation, then it's okay to bypass it. But if you want to test the waters, show up with a card. And that's the way to test waters. But, you know, it goes bigger than this special occasion stuff because sometimes special occasions can be thrown on you. Like, an unplanned pregnancy is a good example. Sure. And a baby shower kind of thing. Weddings, you know, can kind of potentially be, you know, spontaneous. Like, oh, all of a sudden these people are getting married. I had no idea. Uh, so, but those things are a little bit more difficult to plan for. But if you have a have fun fund that you've created, and we actually have a holiday spending planner because the bigger holidays that get us into trouble are birthdays, graduations, and the ever popular Christmas. And last I checked, Christmas falls on the same day each and every year. So if it's Christmas today, you have 364 days to get ready for the next one. Right. 
So there's no excuse for overspending. And not that I'm of a particular religious affiliation, but if I remember correctly, and I didn't pay attention very much in Sunday school, I was kind of enamored with the boys. I think that baby Jesus only got three presents. Yeah. And two of them were smelly. Right. The frankincense and myrrh. Gold was the only valuable present, right? Right. Uh, So if three and two stinky ones were of value, uh, were of significant enough for supposedly the king, right? Uh, Well, then, you know, what makes your child need to have that many more? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we have to think about what are we trying to do? We we throw birthday parties for one year's old one year old kids uh, with ponies and mini carnivals, and we break the bank, and they don't even have a conscious recollection of it, you know, no. ever. No. You know, so so we have to be <clears throat> reasonable and decide what it is that we're going to do when when it comes to um, planning effectively and. You know, the people that go broke trying to buy their kid a car for graduation, you've had 18, maybe 17, if your kid's smart, years to figure this out, right? So the card up philosophy is the best way to go with our um, holiday savings and spending planner. And so you can break down these big holidays into bite-sized chunks, just like we do in our goal achievement strategy. And we reduce it to the ridiculous so we can save just a few dollars each and every day to make it to these occasions where it doesn't interrupt our ability to enjoy our lives today and successfully plan for our financial future. So if you'd like that, plus our key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, please visit our website at keystoriches.com where you can find all kind of great resources that help you manifest the keys to riches financial philosophy in your own life thanks so much for stopping by for the maestro of moolah michael terry i'm heather wagonhalls now go out and unlock your wealth today unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by heather wagonhalls and the unlock your wealth foundation unlockyourwealthradio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved for more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.